Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. It is the Cashin' Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman. And Anthony, we had another nice props parlay come through for us. And what a sweat it was on Thursday night. We just needed the Bengals to win. We had five other things that all happened for us, and we just needed the Bengals to win, and it came through. Well, the joke of it all is the easiest leg of the parlay we had the toughest time with. Yeah. It was the Bengals just winning the damn game over Jacksonville. It uh, didn't start out great. I wasn't that excited about it, but I thought it was within reach. Uh, you and I talked at halftime. If they could take that opening kickoff of half and go down and march down and get it. We really weren't asking for that much. We were asking for Burrow to throw for 253 and a couple scores. We wanted, and then the correlated part of it with Chase getting like 50 yards receiving and Tyler Boyd getting six catches for, I believe it was 71 or something like that. And so we, we we were fairly conservative with it. We just went all in on anything against the Jacksonville defense is a good bet to make. Yep. And they've been competitive, but I had no faith in their defense. And then here's the other thing. And I mentioned you to mention this to you. I know that Burrow respects Urban as a coach, and I feel that there was part of him that wanted to stick it and 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 have a great game. It was a little Belichick Brady situation going on there. I wasn't the guy you chose. Yes, Dwayne Haskins turned out to be a great Ohio State quarterback. But now look at him where he is and look where I am. And I want to have a great game. It meant a lot to have a great game. Maybe I'll rephrase that. Not stick it to him, but it was very important for him to have a great game. Yes. And it really went the other way. And I think it went the other way early. Chase got called for an OPI. We lost momentum there. And they couldn't really lean on Mixon much. Jacksonville came to play. And and so we did sweat it out, and it came down to another kick, man. We have needed three kicks to cash in, and they've all gone through in different ways. Including a 66-yarder oh, that went in, a 51-yarder with the, with the Packers, and then, of course, the, the Bengals won. And, you know, that was actually – I did a, a seven-way parlay over the weekend where it started out with the Bengals, which was obviously a sweat – and then, uh, then it involved the college games on on Saturday, where I took the heavy favorites: Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, Penn State. Those four just on the money line. Really, no sweat with any of those four. And then I had the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, and it was only a three to one parlay. But it all came down to Sunday night mm-hmm. and the Bucks, and that was a that was a crazy game. So a couple things there. When you showed me that parlay, I really liked it. I also, the only, the one game that I remember texting you saying that was a slightly concerned with, not crazy concerned, was the Chiefs being able to go to Philly and win that game. Right. I wasn't quite sure. It turned out that one was okay and that the Tampa Patriot game was a lot closer than I expected. Now, when we talked about this, I didn't know about the weather and I didn't know how much it was going to rain. And certainly I think that had something to do with it. But Mac Jones, I got to tip my hat, man. I got respect for him now. I know he came into the league and. Uh, can't move his his pro day didn't look great, but man, he got the right coach and the right team and the right system to try to 
to be successful. He completed like 19 straight passes at one point. I will say this. I thought that at the end of the game, I was surprised that they lined up for the kick. I was. It was fourth and three. It was manageable. That's not a – It's not a, a, a. that was a field goal, what, 56 yards, was 56, it? 56, and it was pouring down was rain. Pouring I was rain. shocked. You got to get the hole down. I don't know if, it was, if the wind was a factor at all. Probably not. Or maybe he had a little wind with him. Maybe that's why they made the decision. But the way they were moving the ball and – I just thought fourth and three, you would go for it and try to get that first to get a more manageable kick. He didn't, almost made it, would have had it if it didn't hit the upright. But the fact that it came down to another kick and then you got it the reverse way, you needed him to miss and he missed. You and I must have some cosmic stuff going with kickers this I year. I love the kickers. I love, But the funny thing is, Anthony, I was rooting for, for them. You mentioned the fourth and three. I was rooting for them to kick it. Because even if that ball goes through mm-hmm. and is good, Got a Brady still had a full minute left yeah. and a couple timeouts to get down and get in a field mm-hmm. goal position. So I was shocked, too, that he decided to, uh, to right, kick it. Right, because even if he makes it, there's no guarantee you win. Yes. Yeah. If he if he makes it, it's probably about 50-50 you win. Because you, you figure with a minute left, Tom Brady, 50% chance he's going to get in a field goal position and that the kicker is going to make it. So, I, yeah, I thought that was a weird decision. But... We are going to build another props parlay for tonight and hopefully uh, get a nice high-scoring matchup tonight, and and we'll build that shortly. But before we do that, I want to go through some of the different uh, prop bets and futures bets that are out there, Anthony. And first off, I think we got to start out with Super Bowl odds now. We've seen, you know, the Bucs and and the Chiefs were heavy favorites preseason. They've now, uh, the Chiefs obviously have stumbled a couple times. The Buccaneers have been close to stumbling a couple times, but they're still uh, pretty, pretty good favorites at plus 550. You've got uh, the Bills at plus 750. Uh, They're right there. The, The Rams are now at 10 to 1. Is there any team outside of the Chiefs and Buccaneers that you would consider throwing in a futures bet on? Weird to say this, and I'm I'm being a, a recency-biased guy here, but that Arizona team is something to behold right now. I know they're in the toughest division. Uh, I don't know what their odds are to win it all. And it's, 14 to 1. All right. Buffalo hasn't played anybody. What are their odds? They're plus 750. All right. So you've got to ask myself, is it worth another seven and a half to one to go to Arizona? Because um, Buffalo is going to walk to their division now, it feels like. Even though, they, like I said, they haven't played anybody. They lost to Pittsburgh early, and they've beaten up on nobodies here to get their three wins. Um, it feels like that their defense, you know, was the big question mark going into this year. Uh, with Josh Allen, you think anything's possible. But, man, I, that Arizona team at 4-0, and they beat a really good Rams team, a team, a Rams team that went up and down against Tampa. And I've got to at least feel like they're for real. I mean, everyone has to feel like they're for real. Plus 55 in point differential, which I believe is outside of Buffalo um, because of their defensive scoring and they're shutting teams out. Uh, but Arizona's for real, man. I, I would think that there'd be something to buy there. Where's Dallas. Okay, that's funny yeah. that you, you're asking Dallas because that was the team that I was going to bring up because their defense is much better than we thought mm-hmm. they would be, and they are 14 to one as well. I, I see. I see. Did the Rams get any value because they lost? They did. They did. They actually were plus 750 uh, before the week, and now they're 10 to one. 
Uh, so they, I like they the, did come down. I like those. I like the value on. I would go Cardinals, Dallas, and the Rams. Okay, let me throw three NFC teams. One more out at you because I, I wasn't totally convinced on this team, but now I think I am mm-hmm. after seeing yesterday because I honestly thought that the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. were going to lose at the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. I really did. I went into mm-hmm. that game thinking uh, Vikings at home, uh, all the offensive weapons. And what shocked me was how good that Browns defense really truly is. And, and, and what I'm saying is that defensive line is just so good at getting to the quarterback. And to me, that looks like a Super Bowl type defense. I don't think, mm-hmm. and I might be wrong. I don't think the chiefs are a Super Bowl team this year with that defense, because every time the opponent has the ball, I expect that opponent, whoever it is, whether it was the Eagles this week or, you know, whoever's going up against the chiefs, I feel like they can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. So I just don't like that defense. This this Browns team, I feel like defensively, and they played so good, uh, in, in my opinion, yesterday to, to win at Minnesota. I mean, what's your thoughts on the Browns? So they're not. I'm not taking anything away from them. I agree with you. I think that they are for real, and they won in spite of Baker having an awful game. And um, but having a defense and a running game are two of the biggest fundamentals in football. Even in this ha- pass happy crazy NFL, you'd like to have those fundamentals. I talked about it on my show today. Uh, last five, six games of the year for the Browns are all going to be bad weather. They're all going to be outside or potential bad weather. And and it's going to lean into their favor. The Vikings went 75 yards on 14 plays right out of the gate, and they shut them down 183 the rest of the day. Vikings offensive line is not great. I'm not going to throw a parade because they were able to get to Cousins, but they are for real. And getting to the quarterback and 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 doing what they did and winning ugly was a big deal. Yeah. And I like that. I mean, they've... The Browns have won a couple of ugly games this year. And, you know, so I think that they, and by the way, they could have the defense player of the year in Miles Garrett and the defensive rookie of the year in Jeremiah Wusukormoa. And so this is going to be interesting. If they're, if they're, if they start to evolve and still continue to get better, just got to make sure Mayfield comes along for the ride. I mean, you don't need him to lead the way, but, um, you get into a game with Kansas city again, and they played them tight where Baker doesn't have a good game. And can the defense actually do enough against a team like Kansas city to actually win the game? It would be, it would be a hell of a thing to watch. Where are the Browns to win it all? They're 12 to one. They are 12 to one, which is right in the same territory as the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. They're 12 to one. I mentioned the Cowboys are 14. The Cardinals are 14. The Packers are 10. The Rams are 10. So you can kind of see the neighborhood that, that they're in. Let me let me pinpoint you on this. You got $100 mm-hmm. to spend on one Super Bowl team right now, and that includes the values. So, you know, if you want to take the Chiefs, yeah. you can. You're getting them at, at plus 550. You want the Buccaneers, same thing, plus 550. If I give you 100 bucks. And I say, Anthony, you got to place one Super Bowl bet, one future Boy, bet. Who are you taking? Such a great question, man. It is it is so difficult. And part of me wants to go to the experience of, of Kansas City and Tampa. Those are your two favorites, but it wouldn't be fun to do that. Like there'd be there'd be no um there'd be nothing fun about taking the value. What is Kansas City and Tampa right now? They're both plus five fifty. Both plus five and a half to one. Hmm. No, I don't I don't think I would do that. I think I would roll the dice. What I'm trying to do to come up with this answer is to try to come up with who's going to have home field advantage throughout. 
That's a big deal. Who who's going to be able to earn that? Um, like I said, I think Buffalo is going to walk to their division. I do think Cleveland will win their division. Um, I think between Cleveland and Buffalo, one of those teams is going to own home field throughout the AFC. And that's that's so I have to come to the. I, I predicted before the season that 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 um, that Buffalo actually would be playing Kansas City in the AFC title game. Um, and I'm and Buffalo, but guess what? You know who they play in Week Five? They go to Kansas City. And we're gonna that's find right. we're gonna find out a lot this week, and that's gonna be a Sunday night game, which is gonna be a doozy. Um, I do like um, Cleveland a lot, but I'm gonna err on the side of of Buffalo. I just think the quarterback is a little bit of the difference, and I would probably take that hundred bucks and take you. You say I get Buffalo at what? You get them at plus seven fifty, so seven and a half to one. It's not bad. Dallas seems to be where the value is. Yeah. For, Don't you agree? For, yeah, I, I think so. I think so. If their defense can hold up, yeah, 14 to 1. That's another bad division. Right. So that's a team w- that, you know. Will uh, they get home field throughout or will it go to somebody in the West? Well, the West, I yeah, think the they're going to beat themselves. They're going to eat each yeah, other. Yeah, they're going right. to beat themselves. I mean, you, I think you're competing with the Packers. Yep. Um, but I, I w- it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas ended up with, uh, I just think there are less great teams in the AFC. Yeah. And so I'd like to pick an AFC team based on the fact that, uh, you are going to be with Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona, the Rams, potentially Seattle, if they get back in it. So that's six teams in the AFC. I would think Buffalo, Cleveland, potentially Baltimore, and maybe the Chargers in Kansas City. So that's, I got to five. So it's really not as much of a landslide as I thought. Uh, I'm going to say, give me, boy, I double my value by taking Dallas. 14. Yeah. yeah. Okay, give me Dallas because doubling that value, going from 750 to 1400, I'll do it. I'll ride with that team right now. It's it's hard for me to say, but I, I they are a tough out right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If that defense can hold up, and they, they've got a lot yeah. of injuries on defense but are still playing well, beat a good Carolina mm-hmm. team yesterday. All right, let's switch now before we get to yeah. our props parlay for Monday Night Football tonight. Let's go to college football just for a minute and mm-hmm. look at the national championship yep. odds. Uh, first off, I, I've got uh, – I heard this morning – there, are, if Alabama and Georgia played this weekend on a neutral field, I've got a point spread for you. Who do you think would be favored? What would be what would be the spread? I should say, what would be the spread of Alabama Georgia neutral field right now today? Obviously, those two have separated from the field. Who do you think? Uh, what do you think uh, that spread is? Bama by three. So I thought so too. I thought Bama might be a slight favorite. They said it would be. A pick'em. Okay. It would be a pick'em right now. And by the way, look at the national championship future odds. Alabama plus one fifty. Georgia plus one fifty. Mm-hmm. So basically a pick'em. Well, <laughs> they assume that they're gonna play for the SEC title. We assume the loser's getting in. So that that that'll be a, a foregone conclusion. Would the Just loser be-, be the two seed, by the way? The loser would probably be the two seed unless you have an undefeated Big Ten champion in Iowa or Penn State. Okay, yeah, and then that makes I, sense. And then I think you they they probably wouldn't do that unless the game's so epic that they wouldn't want them playing. You know, 
yeah, I, I don't. I just think if you have an undefeated Big Ten champ, that would be different to me. Because it, whether it's Penn State or Iowa, now if it's a one-loss Big Ten champ like Ohio State, if you have Ohio State has victories over Penn State, top ten Penn State, uh, top ten Michigan, and potentially top fifteen if Iowa works their way back into the Big Ten title game, if they lose to Penn State, Iowa could circle the wagons and get back in there um, as a top ten team. Then you'd have Ohio State beating three top ten teams on their way to a playoff. And I could see them potentially being a two seed. I saw it today, you know, this is the weirdest thing I've seen today is that, and this has nothing to do with the committee, Scott, because we don't know how the committee feels about, are, do they err towards who have you beaten or who did you lose to? But the fact that Oregon is ranked below Ohio State through five weeks, having the win in the horseshoe, it's pretty amazing to me that the AP Top 25 and the coaches both think that Ohio State is a better team than Oregon right now. Oregon suffered the overtime loss to Stanford. Ohio State loses the head-to-head at home, and they're penalizing Oregon for the loss rather than who they beat, at least in these rankings. Committee may not feel that way. The committee may feel like we got to value that win over Ohio State so much more than them losing an overtime game to Stanford, but – this is where we are. So I feel like Alabama and Georgia, certainly you got to presume they're going to hold two of the spots. Big 10 champ gets in. Yep. Cincinnati versus Oklahoma. Big 12 champ. If it's Oklahoma undefeated, I think they get in over Cincinnati. If Oklahoma loses a game, Cincinnati's got a real good chance if they can if they can smoke some people on the way out of here. It may not be enough. Their schedule may just not be enough to overcome. They may just give them, well, wait for the playoff. It's com- or the expanded playoff. It'll be here. <laughs> but that would be awful if Cincinnati runs the table. Yeah. Because Indiana failed to be Indiana this year, and Notre Dame is kind of a paper team. I, I would feel like that would be sad. But Could you imagine, though, if Ohio State and Cincinnati were mm-hmm. both in the playoffs with two SEC teams with with Georgia, it'd be it'd be absolutely crazy. That's so far down the line, but uh, it would it would be a crazy scenario. Okay, looking at the looking at the value national championship, mm-hmm. we know Bama plus one fifty, Georgia plus one fifty, yeah. and then after that, huge drop off. But the next highest team is Ohio State at wow. twelve to one. Ooh, that's decent value. Twelve to one, yeah. Especially if you think they're getting in. Uh, 14 to one for Oklahoma mm-hmm. right now. So that's, yeah. that's where we're at. And then if you're looking at uh, some of the big 10 schools, mm-hmm. Iowa is 50 to one. Okay. I like that. 50. I, I really actually enjoy that value a lot because to me, that team should be playing for a big 10 title. If you can get them at 50 to one just to get in. And they will. I mean, even if they lose to Penn state, they're probably I mean. still winning the West and still saying. playing in a game to get into the, the playoff. And that's what I'm saying. Their defense is good enough. That's what I'm saying. If you believe that they could be a Big Ten champion, what's Penn State? Penn State, by the way, Michigan is 22, mm. 22 to 1. I'd rather have Iowa at 50 to 1. Yeah, absolutely. And Penn State how is. is that, how is Iowa 50 to 1 as a third ranked team in America? That's crazy, right? It's crazy, like, but they are like 50 they've had to a nothing win. They went to Iowa State and won. I think the reason would be you're probably looking at, wow, I, you know, I, I don't know. If you were to sneak in, if I were to get in, they would probably have to beat two SEC teams 
to win the national title, right? You'd probably have to beat Georgia and and Bama no, back to I'm back. Not, I'm not even complaining that it's fifty to one. I'm complaining why are they fifty to one versus? Oh, I Oklahoma? see. Like, yeah. Why are they not? Why are they getting so much value versus one of those other value teams? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they shouldn't be the highest of the value. Right. Right. That to me, that's why I would jump all over that. Why not? I agree with you that they're fifty to one for a reason. That. First of all, any of those teams are long shots for a reason because of how good Bama and Georgia. Basically, you're saying, if I told you I, I'd give you Bama and Georgia or the field, you're taking Bama and Georgia. Oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. So we understand what we're up against in trying to grab one of these long shots. And in a weird way, what you're hoping for is some freak injury, a key, a key problem for one of the teams, and then you've got the long shot. But if you're telling me I can only take one of the long shots – and I can get Ohio State at 12 to 1 versus Iowa at 50 to 1. I'm probably going to take Iowa at 50 to 1. Yeah. The, the only thing that I'm I'm looking at down the stretch here, their last 3 games they would probably have mm-hmm. to beat Ohio <laughs> State, then Georgia, then Alabama. So so that's my but 50 to 1. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to not going to Yeah. I agree that Ohio State may eventually be the best of the Big 10. We'll find out. They'll get Penn State at home. They wouldn't play Iowa, presumably, till the Big Ten title on neutral field. And and then Ohio State does have to go to Michigan, which could be a great game this year. If Michigan beats Michigan State in a few weeks, then Michigan will stay in the top ten. You'd have a great battle there at the end of the year. But, I mean, there's something to said. Ohio State has such a great history of no one wants to play them later in the season. Like, they always get better. They, they rarely go south. Like when people throw them away, that's when they become more dangerous. Their quarterback's only going to get more experienced. Their defense is only going to get more experienced. Now their get out of jail free card has been burned. And I don't even know if it is a get out of jail free card. That one loss by Oregon might eventually come back to haunt them and leave them out. But the way I'm looking at the rankings right now, if I'm going to think that Oklahoma is going to lose a game between now and then Ohio state would leapfrog them. Um, would they ever get higher than Cincinnati? Of course they would if they beat Penn State and Michigan. Yeah. Of course they're going to leapfrog Cincinnati. And and so there you are. Yeah. And so well, I, I like Ohio State at 12 to 1, and I like Iowa at 50 to 1. I'll tell you what, I'd be really to sprinkle in on both. That way you have both in case they both get to the Big Ten title game, you automatically have the winner going that's a, forward. That's a great point. That's a great point that you would have what you would think would be the three seed in the playoff at worst. What's Penn State again? Penn State is 25 to 1. Okay, I hate to say this, so you'd almost have to sprinkle in on all three. You know why I wouldn't touch Penn State, at least not mm-hmm. yet. I I think you would have to see Penn State beat Iowa. Uh and, and that okay. would probably bring the odds down, but if Penn State loses to Iowa, um I, I would have oh, a yeah. hard time. No, no. Well, what if they then beat Ohio turn and beat Ohio State though? Well, if they lose to Iowa, beat Ohio State. So now you're, they'd be the representative in the East. Yeah, uh, as long as they beat Michigan and Michigan State and the other teams in the. Let's see where those games are. Um, yeah, Penn State Penn is State, playing Michigan. at home against Michigan, so it's in Happy Valley, and they go to East Lansing to end the year. So my feel is, even if you lose a cross conference game like this one at Iowa, but you circle the wagons and beat Ohio State on the road, and then beat Michigan and Michigan State then you're in. You're going to get a rematch with Iowa in the Big Ten title game. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's let's do this. Before we build this prop parlay. Where is the Penn State game, by the way? Is it at Iowa? It is at Iowa. Yeah. It's okay. at Iowa. Okay. 
that may be a reason to kind of stay away. Yeah. Yeah. At least through this week. I it, mean, and I, and I do wow. think the value would come down if they were to beat Iowa, then oh, yeah. that 20 cut probably gets cut oh, in yeah. half to down to 12. Yeah. We lose a lot of value if they win the game. So, okay. So I wanted you though, you got five big 10 teams that are in the top 11 in the polls, right? And so I want to see where you are power ranking these five teams. I'm not saying mm-hmm. rank them based on what they've done so far this year. I'm saying rank them one through five of who you think is the best team of the five all the way mm. through the worst. So, you know, for me, mm-hmm. I'm going Ohio state, I think is going to be the best team of the five. And then number two is probably Iowa three Penn State, four Michigan, five Michigan State. That's how I would power rank this this Big Ten. And it is as far as teams that I would trust and give the most likelihood to beating one of those SEC teams. Oh, beating one of the SEC teams. You just don't know. I mean, I was defense. I could really get behind. Like that could be something that, but um boy, the brand of Ohio State, the speed of Ohio State, CJ getting better. The running game being physical, Travion Henderson being a potential difference maker. It's weird that we're talking like this because they barely beat Tulsa. They hammered Akron as a 50-point favorite, and they go into Rutgers and drill them, which seems to be now the psychological turning point for the season, even though it is only Rutgers. Rutgers scored 13 points against Michigan. Yeah. Scored 17 against Syracuse. This wasn't – it was the way Ohio State beat them. Being up 14-0 in the first four minutes of the game, cracking the 50 mark with 25 minutes left in the game – that that snowball got bigger and started to roll downhill on a Rutgers team that was not built to stay in that game offensively. And so if their offense, you know, they throw a pick six, that's a death nail for, for Rutgers. But there's something about that history of Ohio state. I do give a lot of, it'd be tough for me right now to make Ohio state number one in the big 10. I'm going to lean on this Iowa team for a moment. I think they've done enough to show me that I've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. They throttled Indiana, even though Indiana's not that good, but they absolutely throttled them. They go into Iowa State in a rivalry game. This was Iowa State's year to finally get over on them, and they beat them. They go into Maryland, a team that had been playing well and completely annihilated them. They now get Penn State at home. I would put Iowa up there. I would put Iowa up there as, as, a, as a power team. I'm going to err on the side that Ohio State getting Penn State at home, feeling good about themselves, hopefully building on that. I'd probably go Iowa, Ohio State, Penn State, then Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Then Michigan State. Yep. So, okay, just going through this, to answer this question, if you were to say uh, Ohio State or Iowa, who has the better chance at the end of the year to beat an SEC team? You would say probably Ohio State, but right now you would power rank Iowa above Ohio State. Right now I would give Iowa the nod over Ohio State. I just think they're really solid defensively. But to beat an SEC team at the end. Yeah, Ohio State's got the weaponry. That's the difference. You may have to fight fire with fire. And it's not like Alabama is the same Alabama as last year. Ohio State's weaponry against Georgia's defense now, that there, that's a long way to go for me to think that Ohio State could have enough to beat Georgia. Believe me, that's a long conversation. It's going to happen over a long year. They're going to have to prove to me over a series of weeks that I could believe in that. Yeah. But 
if I think people would be lying if they said that if you had one game to play to beat Georgia or Bama, who do you want? Weeks from now, it would probably be Ohio State. But, man, long way to go to have that conversation. And that's why the Buckeyes are where they are, 12 to 1. That's right. That's right. All right, let's build our props parlay for Monday night football. And I feel really good about building this one because I do think it's going to be mm-hmm. a high-scoring game with a lot of offense. So we, I think we're going to be able to build a pretty good six-way parlay for tonight and uh, hopefully make some cash. So Yeah, I'm glad. And by the way, we stayed away from the Pats-Tampa game. I'm glad we did. We talked before that game, and we said the public was convinced that Brady was going to have a Hall of Fame game against his former coach in his former building, and we both said we're not going to ride this public wave. It felt way too guaranteed, and we didn't feel comfortable about it. We didn't win, but most importantly, we did not lose. We did not lose. We did not lose. Great call because, you know, we didn't like it, and sometimes you still have the urge of, "Ah, I need some action on this Sunday night, but we did not. We held off. We knew – a uh, good call by you because you called it. You said, I don't like the the Brady three touchdowns. I don't like yeah. the yardage. Um, and especially with that crappy weather last night. So, all right, let's go over tonight's parlay. Mm-hmm. It's the Raiders and Chargers. Uh, okay, so for me, I think it's, you know, trying to first off build, we got to think who's going to win this game, right? And to me, it's the Chargers. I feel pretty good that the Chargers win the game. They are giving three, but I would just put them on the money line. I wouldn't mess with the spread. Thoughts? Love it. Okay. I want to do that. I think there's still some value there. They're only, what, a three-point favorite? Yep. So we don't lose a ton. Just get them to win the game. And if, if the Raiders somehow pull this off on the road and beat them, then I'll tip my hat because the Raiders would have to would stay undefeated. It's a great game, and I do like the points being scored. And let's go for it. Let's let's put the Chargers in there and build it with them in okay. mind. Okay. Now, do we want to add the Chargers scoring over 27 points? So they would have to score 28 points in the game. We obviously think they're going to win the game. Will they get to 28? Doesn't scare me. No, me either. I mean, it really doesn't. I mean, this, I mean, this is the NFL. They're going to be winging it around. I mean, they they did they did lay an egg at Dallas. I mean, or, or a home against Dallas, I, I'd have to say. And they haven't really, they've only gone over that number one time and it was at Kansas City, right? Yep. So, but this is against the Raiders. I think they're going to be slinging it around. Um, let, let's let's do that. Let's, let's make them score 28. I like that. Okay. All right. Let's go to the receiving numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to throw these names out at you before I give you the number. Okay. So just to kind of get a gauge of where you think this mm-hmm. number is going to be. Uh, first off, uh, Keenan Allen. About how many yards did he will have yep. in the game? Number of yards. What 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 do you think his over under number should be? <sighs> Keenan Allen. I would say his over under would be somewhere around seventy five and a half, somewhere in that area. Okay, it's pretty close to that. It's eighty three. Okay, which I think is a so little he's high. Gone over a hundred a couple times this year, right? Uh, they didn't, you know, he had a lot of targets, a lot of catches against Kansas City in a game where he would have gone under. Like, that would have been really, really pissed us off, the fact that they scored 30 points at Kansas City and only had 50 yards receiving on eight catches. Like, that, you don't need that. Um, that's a big number, Scott, and I don't I don't love it at that number. Yeah. 
Well, um, let me give you Mike Williams. Well, and he's been and he's been he's been hot. Fantastic. He single-handedly beat me in fantasy. <laughs> His number is 81. So it's basically the same as Okay, Keenan so Allen. if he continues on his trend, he will go over that. He's never been under that this year, which is great to know, right? You'd be riding a wave. And that was close. You know, in the opener, he had 82. In game two, he had 91. And then he had 122. Like, and you're saying all we got to do is get him over 81? 81, yep. It's a big number. But if we're going for points and we know they're going to be slinging and he's hot, we're going to ride him, I think. it's Like I said, it's a large number. He's going to have to average somewhere in the vicinity of, you know, 12, 13 yards a catch probably for us to get over this number. Um, and he's got a long this year of 43. So, to me, he's the hottest guy going. And I that would not make me too afraid. What is his catches? Let's bring that up. Because maybe we could attach both. It's always tough, man. Yeah, to feed the catches in there. Okay, over under receptions yeah. is wait, where is it? Because if we're gonna get him to eighty one, and the catches aren't horrible, seven, we would need to get seven. The I don't over know under how is he six doesn't and a half. get eighty one if he doesn't get seven. Right, right. Like, I you think... would have to go over if you're saying eighty one yards. I would think. By the way, just to. Throw this mm-hmm. out out yeah. His number of catches has been seven, seven, and eight <laughs> in his three games. So seven, seven gets it. Seven's enough. Um Yeah, so he's gotta get so he'd have to get seven for eighty two or seven for eighty one for us to win. Seven for eighty one. Seven for eighty one. I could get behind that. It's a it's a it's a robust thing, but he's gotten there. And oh. you know, I, I feel like we could we could get him to that number. Okay, so let's throw that in there. Mike Williams, 81 yards, at least, and at least seven catches. Okay, now we can build. We got two more to throw in there. Now, I will say the Chargers' rush defense is Mm -hmm. really bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, they're the worst in the NFL. Although the the reason we can't throw Raiders' running backs in there is we don't know about Josh Jacobs yet. He's back, though, isn't he? He is back, but... They do not have a line on uh, on any of the Raiders quarterbacks, I guess, because they're assume, wondering how many carries he's going to get. So there's Eckler rushing yards at 59. There's passing touchdowns for Carr at 1.5. So he'd have to get mm-hmm. two. And for... Uh, I like that, by the way. Yeah, that seems a little low. And then Justin Herbert would need three. Yeah, you know where I stand on the three touchdowns. It's, I mean, I think we could get there. It's, it's one of those things where if you can just get a little bit lucky, he's, but the problem is he's only done it once. He's only done it against Kansas City. I just, I don't, three is a different ball game. I feel more comfortable putting Derek Carr at two than I do Herbert at three. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. Like I'd rather put Carr at two. Take the over on one and a half. Well, and what has Carr done? I mean, Carr's been great. So he's had a really good good season. And we don't know. Jacobs is a little beat up. That run game, we think they're probably going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, Let me give you a Derek Carr real fast for this season and what we have on him. Because this would give us a little back and forth feel and we could have, have one on each side. So he's had two, two, and two. Okay. 
So he would have hit in all three of those. Yeah. yeah. Now you're giving up a little bit of juice on it, but we're throwing but it. But if in we the like if we like a decent scoring game, um, now the question is: Do we want to feed in any of? You want to feed in one of his dudes? Do you want to feel in Rugs or Waller? For scoring the touchdown, just for any, or, yeah, for for getting a touchdown or just go to yards. Boy, I I kind of like Hunter Renfro. You know, he they he throws mm-hmm. to him a lot. I know Waller Waller gets a ton of targets, but I, I don't love Waller's yardage. Yeah, and he's only gotten into the end zone once this year. What is Waller at for your prop? Um, for for yardage, for yardage. right? Uh, now I've got number of receptions. How many? Five, Five and a half. Yeah. And the uh, number of yards is 75 and a half. Hunter Renfro may be sneaky call by you. In fact, he's gone six, five, and five. He throws to him a lot. We're, maybe we sneak him in there. He does have the one touchdown against Miami in the last game. And his number of receptions is four and a half. Well, he's gone over it every time this year. He's gone six, five, and five. So I don't mind that. What about yardage for Renfro? 50 and a half. I like him going over that. I mean, if you're that, getting five catches, right? But that that I could actually get behind is the five, is getting over 50 and a half for Renfro. Don't worry about him getting in the end zone. Don't worry about the number of catches. Just get him to 51. But don't you think if he's getting 51, he's getting five he, catches? He is. You could correlate it. Throw it in. I'm up for that. I'm up for, for doing that. All that right. sounds good. So we like the Chargers to win the game. We like the Chargers to score over 27 points. We've got Renfro at four and a half or over four and a half catches. Mm-hmm. We got Carr at two touchdowns. We got Renfro at the 51 yards. Yep. Uh, we got one more to throw in there. Do we keep that Mike Williams? Uh, it's high. Boy, it's it's a lot, man. That's a lot. 81 yards. Because if we do that six-leg parlay, pays 15 to one. I would do Williams. You want to do Williams with the grabs and the yards or just the yards? Uh, so 81 yards and we said eight or seven catches. You'd have to get to seven, which is kind of where he's been. He's got only, he's got 22 catches on the year. I will give you what he has. He's gone eight, seven, seven, not a lot of cushion there. We had a lot more cushion with Renfro, Um, but he has, he's going to get targeted nine or 10 times but he's going to catch seven of those. I'm a little I think more it's worried risky. about the seven. I would much rather go yardage. I'm with and that you. way if he catches a deep one, you and I are celebrating. Yep. We don't have to worry about him getting to seven. We we got that magic on Tyler Boyd on Thursday. I don't think we go back to the well again. That's the that's the play. Yep. That's the yep. play. All right, so here's our final 15-to-1 okay. parlay. It's Hunter Renfro to go for five or more catches for 51 yards or more. Mm-hmm. The Chargers to score over 27 points and win the football game. And Mike Williams, 81 or more. And then the last one is Derek Carr to throw for two touchdowns. Yes. Six way, 15 to one. I like it. Processing. Let's get a high scoring affair. <laughs> let's get a little back and forth game going. And let's make sure what, let me ask you this. 
the one on there that concerns you the most is? Ooh. Um, probably it's term for me. It's either Renfro's five catches. I like or, that. Or Carr actually tossing two touchdowns. Ooh. But I think he will. Ooh. That's why we like the bet, because there aren't too many that we're that concerned with. There's none I hate, but right. the one I'm most concerned with it might be Mike Williams. Getting to 81. 81. That might be the one that's Gone a over high. the last couple games. And if they're going to score 28 points, Mike that's Williams right. is probably having a pretty good day. Just get us a good one out of the gate, man. Yep. All right. It's a deep one. It is in. Hopefully we can cash out. This has been the cashing out podcast. Moneyline Mark, where is he flying to? He's flying to Vegas right now. So he can't do the podcast with us today. He is on his way to Vegas, but he will be back with us next week. And by the way, he's been on fire. He has been on fire with his picks. So we'll get him back in here and we will be back with you next Monday. Awesome. Win some bets. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you.